Hey everyone, welcome back to Ben Better, How About You? I'm your host, Katie Nara. And today we have something special. We are doing a collaboration episode with the Unhinged podcast, hosted by Omri, music extraordinaire, DJ, new mom, and an all-around badass. She released the first half of the conversation, and I'm releasing the second half now. So go give hers a listen to hear the beginning. We are picking up when she was telling me how she doesn't feel like she is fully settled into being in L.A. and prefers NYC. Gas. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Ben Better. How about you? I'm your host, Katie Nara, and I've suffered from depression nearly my entire life. It sucks. This is a podcast that focuses on mental health broken down in a relatable way and told through personal experiences. P.S. I'm not a doctor, but each week my guests and I will cover everything from recognizing symptoms of anxiety and depression to providing accessible tips, tools, and resources that support mental wellness. So get your weekly prescription with me. Name one normal person you know that grew up here. And when I mean normal, I just mean like happy, well-adjusted. No, I have not. I have a few. You do? Yeah. Like actually my best friend grew up here. He's well-adjusted. It's harder. It's harder in... I agree. In the the city. I agree. And actually he didn't grow up in LA. He grew up in Agora Hills. See? So it's not like... I don't know. Do you mean like Beverly Hills? I'm talking about Beverly Hills, Hollywood, West Hollywood, Malibu... Oh, Malibu. You know, it's like, right. there's a level of delusion. Yeah. It I is will rare. say that. It's I rare. will say that. And you are just kind of, I want like, I also want like Frankie and however many kids we have to understand so much more of yeah. life. And yeah. it just, it's hard when you make these like generalizing statements, you know, because. I think it's, but I, I think hear people you. are like, well, you just didn't experience LA, right? And you were only here for a few years. I'm like, I'm sure I didn't. No, I think um, you've been, I mean, look, maybe the pandemic, that's hard yeah. to say, but I think if you've been somewhere for two years, it took me two years to like LA. Yeah. I think you've given it a go. It's not like you were here for like six months no, and we're like, bye. I've, I've been here for, I'm going into my fourth year of being yeah. here. So I. And, and you have a kid and a man. It's not like you're just alone. You know what I mean? Exactly. So you're really giving no, it. No, and I love a lot of things about LA. Right. I just think that I prefer New York. It's a it's personal preference. It's like, do you like black guys? Do you like Jewish guys? Do you like musicians? Do you like Wall Street Banker? Do you like right. a funny guy? Oh, do you want a serious person? Like, it's just a personal preference. Right. It's like, do you like both men and women? One's not wrong or right. It's just how you feel. Which do you prefer? And like all of the above is valid and so, so you're yeah. do you guys know where you're moving to well this is we're having a miranda steve moment <gasps> i love like okay brooklyn like when she goes yeah. and looks they're like this like, she oh. was like no one is gonna come visit us oh my god so we keep seeing these, it was like amazing it, places that are just not in the areas we want to live in right because new york is tough right like you get used to space and you get used to, like, right now we're in, in a house yeah. where we have two levels of a patio backyard, yeah. hot tub, yeah. you know, three bedrooms. Like, yeah. it's, it's it's like just, this. It's co- you have space. Yeah, it's, you're comfortable. And in New York, to pretty much be at the same rent that we pay yeah. or, like, same, like, yeah, value, yeah. you get, like, a, t- a two-bedroom. Yeah. You know, and you're like, like no outdoor space. Like yeah. You're little like, little patio oh. or something. Yeah. Yeah, you do. You do if you go into like Fort Greene or, right. Okay. You know, if you're 
a little further out or whatever. But yeah. I mean, like, we were both, like, downtown Manhattan for a long time. But Where also, did you live before Manhattan? Like, which, where were you? Where was I? What neighborhood were you in? Oh, I was in, lo- in the Lower East Side, yeah. East Village. I used so to live on 4th and 2nd. That's did. so, yeah. It's fun, but also, it's not conducive to a baby. Like, oh, no, when I lived there, it really wasn't. You probably, yeah, no. totally. And, like, even, like, we were just there a few weeks ago and, we were in like that new part that everyone calls Dime Square, which is so what? funny to me because it's just like Chinatown, Lower East Side. Um, they call it Dime Square. Yeah, it's <laughs> embarrassing, but um, but you know, I was like walking around and I was like, actually, it's very chaotic and hectic. I don't even totally. want to live here in this area anymore. Well, also the like with a baby, it's different. I want to be by smell. Yeah, like yeah. The, it's not that clean with a baby. I don't know. No, so we are looking in like areas that I never thought I live. I would live in like Fort Greene is so beautiful, but it just wasn't right on my radar of neighborhoods where I was like, I'm gonna live here one day. But then what you're looking for in a in a place you call home changes you're like I want to be by the park and I need really great windows and no street noise right you know after living in New York for 10 years I could sleep through I can sleep through anything like I'm narcoleptic like I sleep (laughs) through the earthquakes here like I wake up and I like go on Twitter and everyone's like whoa that was crazy I'm like those right me too like I slept through everything you know I lived downtown in New York I could sleep through no me too so I go like, I mean, I'll wake up because of my dog, but I'm like, what? Like, I didn't feel the earthquake. Like, no, no I, I sleep through everything. And so it got to the point where John was like on high alert after I had Frankie because yeah. we had Frankie because he was like, you're narcoleptic. He's like, you're going to sleep through her cries. Like, Have he was, you? No. <laughs> I mean, yes. I, I have in the sense, like, sometimes I'll wake up and be like... Oh my god, it was so great. She just slept through the night. He was like, she didn't sleep through the night, you freak. I'd get up. Oh my god. Wait, what sign are you? Pisces. That's so I feel like you must be more like your rising sign. Really? Like Pisces, i the Pisces I'm thinking of are more like I'm like, Aquarius, Moon, Gemini, right? No wonder I'm yeah. an Aquarius. So you I feel are? like you have a lot of Aquarius in you. Like really? beating your own drum. Yeah. For like, sure. Yeah, rule breaker. Where Pisces yeah. are yeah. they're a little more like like I'll I'll do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not like letting go. Oh yeah. No, for sure. I'm just like, oh, well, well, you handled it, didn't you? Oh my gosh. Listen, we're an equal household. That's true. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I think it's the only way to stay sane. And I have new respect for single moms. Like I yeah. I actually don't know how they do it. Yeah, I like, I don't either. I don't being a parent yeah. now just changes my perspective on it. Like before I was like, yeah, you know, they do it on their home and I'm sure it's hard. And no, now really I'm like hard. that's why postpartum is really it's a thing. Like I remember just like sitting in the bathroom, like crying on the bathroom floor. I couldn't get up. I was like in my mind and this sounds like so bleak, but I was like the second I leave the bath, I have to go back to my reality. Yeah. You know, and I was like, and that reality right now is no sleep, a baby who won't latch. So we're combo feeding because she won't fully nurse. What does combo feeding mean for people that don't? So pretty much you're feeding them formula and breastfeeding. Okay. Because for some reason they're not getting enough milk, they're not gaining the weight, they're falling asleep. It's common. I've learned also, which I think is important, it's very hard to latch on. Where I think some people just think, "Oh," no. and I had a few girlfriends bawling. They yeah. felt like not woman enough. They were and just because I think my the family OB they call. I'm like, okay, well, let's get someone to help. You know, and yeah. then they would have someone a show that. Specialist. Yeah, lactation specialist. But it, it's another one of those things where everyone just assumes. It yeah, it's like a natural process. Yeah, just, like oh. people have been doing it for years. Yeah. You know, it's how we. It's how you bond. It's how you yeah. bond and skin contact and. It's like, yes, there are benefits to breastfeeding. There are also benefits to just 
being sane. Hello. And like, that's why when people are like, oh, no, you'd have to. It's like when I, this one girlfriend that I'm not that close, she'd be like, oh, no, you'd have to go off all your antidepressants if you had a baby. I'm like, I don't know. Is a mom like that is pregnant or a mom that's killed herself? Huh. It's just people need to be more sensitive to that stuff. Right. Because it's, everyone is different. And they push that agenda at the hospital for sure. Really? Yeah. What do you mean of like getting they're the breast like, milk? They're like, it has to they're be. like. It's breast is best, breast is, you know, like you're breastfeeding, right? You're breastfeeding, you're breast. And I, and I remember oh thinking God. like, I did decide to breastfeed. We did do it for the first few months. I remember thinking like actually at the hospital, oh, it'd be so awkward if I was straight up like, no. You I, know? I had a girlfriend that did that. And she the, like straight up did the formula. She like didn't care. Yeah. And they do not, because especially in the first month, the colostrum is supposed to be beneficial, yeah. but not everybody can get there. Funny. There's so many versions of mom guilt yeah. because it's like, and I also kind of had that in some sense too, because yeah. I was like, when I weaned, I'm like, okay, but like I'm producing a lot of milk. So do I keep pumping and feeding her through bottle? And like, right, but it know, is a full-time but job. It's, I'm like, and, and be a human being like, yeah. Not everybody can do that. And I was recovering from like surgery. So I was like, something has to give. And after eight to 10 weeks of, we started weaning at eight, eight weeks. Right. And by like 10 to 11, I was done. And that's great. Cause I would yeah. think it's kind of hard. No, It is hard. I like have a lot of people who ask, how's nursing going? And when I'm like, oh, I, I kind of weaned off. They're like, oh, okay. It's like not the popular <laughs> opinion. Yeah. It's kind of like taboo, right? No, like no, It's it like is. one of those things where people are like so judgy. and They are. You know, you don't really know what someone else is going through. Like they could have had addiction issues in their past and don't want to pass. Or how about they just or don't they, fucking want to? Yeah. That's fine. Exactly. And it is a full-time. I mean, I, I have so many friends that would be like pumping like in between like when we would go out, our girlfriend had a pump baby. and dump. Yeah, pump and dump, like drinking, and then she's like in the bar, like, and it's just you know, like you do what you have to do, but everyone's different. Yeah, like she was able to breastfeed for a year. I mean, my sister breastfed for two years. I was like, girl, that to me is so crazy. I was like, girl, it's enough. Yeah, he's good. But I think some people get they really love attached. it. Yeah, and I will. And that's fine. And the Lord, other notion, <laughs> but like the other thing is like <laughs> your hormones go crazy when I'm you're sure. breastfeeding, and when you do stop, they really? Because yeah. then when what you stop, they're like, yeah, because you're producing. It's like a drug. Yeah, like it's become addictive it is and when you stop it's like very difficult wow or chemically like you go through crazy imbalances and you could see that the guilt like is magnified because you're losing your mind in the middle of it yeah and your boobs probably hurting because they're still making milk but it's not happening and that i've heard too like all the many dads are like jealous of the bond because that love chemicals being produced right oxytocin I'm assuming yeah it's like that you're like falling in love with your baby and the dad's like over and the dad and you know I the other thing I liked about combo feeding which is more work but like it allowed both of us to equally participate and feel like it's important too because to feel needed from the baby because at the end of the day, like I carried her for nine months. We're gonna have an unbreakable bond no matter yeah, what, right? Like yeah. I had I have nine months ahead of him. <laughs> I love how this. competitive you are. So total of you know, I'm always like yeah. mama. Mama's yeah. the first one. Mama, <laughs> mama. Not Dada. Just remember who gave her for her body and her looks for you. No. And then there are women who are like, I love it. They don't want to wean. They're feeding their babies till they're like three or four. Or like, five. Like yeah. One. That's kind of strange. Wait, have you heard of this? Like it was recently in the news. This like woman who was like getting married and she found her husband breastfeeding on the wedding day with his mom. No. Yeah. Where? Yeah. What country? Like, I'm pretty sure 
I, I want to say they were American and they were like getting married. And it was like a destination wedding. And everyone was like there. And then the wedding was It was real. Off. Yeah, because the, the, the planner ended up like doing a podcast and like talking about it. And then it was all in the news. <gasps> How did I miss this? Yeah. This oh. wasn't on Daily Mail. It was on Daily oh, Mail, sister. Girl, was... I missed it. Okay, um, you got to send it to yeah, me. Yeah, my husband is... John loves Daily Mail. I am. I hate he'll, to admit it. I love it. He'll always send me like the weirdest. I love I'm it because like, that'll be like the weirdest news. No, it's like Ukrainian <laughs> dwarf tries to kill adoptive parents. Find they find out she's actually forty. I'm like, what on God's green earth is happening? It's like gossip. Like the people who write. Yeah, their, no, the the, the grammar's totally wrong. Like they don't no a- fact checking. <laughs> there was one where like husband knocked out like the beauty pageant winner, and it was a. Drag queen beauty pageant. The husband was mad that she got second place. I was like, yeah, like him. Respect. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. not great? And but, they had him like punching the person on stage. No. I was like, great. That, that's truly my new sauce. But yeah, it was in all the esteemed okay. media companies. Okay, esteemed, like Daily yes, Mail. respected journalists. Like da- Daily Mail. And so it's a real thing. You can look it up. There was some article they were like, "Your the most popular soap opera was Neighbors. Oh, yeah, wait. Did you grow up with that? No. Well, I mean, I know of it. Yeah. But I saw the article. I was like, oh, I want to hear that you're like a brown kid growing up in Australia. Yeah. I would like to hear a little about that. I mean, you know, it's just like anything when you don't feel like connected to your surroundings. Mm-hmm. And like, I went to like a private girl school that was like predominantly white. I like, like everything around me was like white. Right. And you turn on the TV and everybody's white. And like, Old music people, film, and TV what it, people. And you felt it reminds me of like, one of my dear like girlfriends. An alien. And um, she's older, older than you, but it's similar. Like she's from Guyana, but she grew yeah. up in England. So yeah. it's like that. I mean, England is a way more. It's a little bit more. more mixed. And I will say, Australia is very multicultural now. Okay. It just wasn't that way thirty years ago. If there were like other people of color or different cultures, you were the minority always. So like it. It's interesting because then when you go to a, like a very progressive, multicultural, diverse place like New York, the minorities is the majority. It's like yeah. everybody's a something. Totally. Right? So it's like you're like, oh wow, like this is what it's like for it to just be like feel like playing you. ground. Yeah, to feel like you and not the odd one out. Yeah. That's so good. yeah, it's nice. And like I always too like think about it as from a parent's eyes now. Right? It's like Wait. okay, like Frankie, like you're Going half Indian, like. You're going to be half Indian, half, like, a lot of different things. And, like, you know, sometimes, like, life might not be fair to you. And that's something you're going to have to understand and learn the hard way. And having a partner who's, like, white, I'm, like, that's also something you have to consider. It's, like, your daughter will be face prejudice and she will have to prove herself. And she will, like, be in circumstances where, like, people will be, like, unkind to her. And that's a reality, too. That's just the world we live in. Like, it's true. We'd be, like, we miss not to acknowledge it. But that's, like, also, like, a new point of view for John to have. Like, it's something that, you know, he probably hasn't considered either. Because right. that, that's not his prerogative, right? He didn't grow up that way. Don't you think there'll be less of that in New York? Oh, for sure. That's another reason why then I'm, he, like... Yeah. Because I think here, neighborhoods are segregated. I think L.A., is very like I was saying earlier. It just it's elitist just by nature because of the cars, right? You're yep. in your car, mm-hmm. you get in your car to go everywhere. You're not walking on the streets. You're not with you. People are like, oh, the homeless. Oh, the, well, the homeless situation is is pretty yeah. out of control here. But you know, it's not the that sort of melting pot of seeing different people, diverse situations, just on a daily basis. Yeah, you're in like the bubble of your car. 
And I think too, like there's more of an ecosystem in New mm-hmm. York, right? Like, so I think in LA, we see the unhoused community and most people's reactions are, oh, it's like so annoying. They're here, they're on our block. They're kind of like, they're going to bring down the value of our neighborhood. And then in New York, it's kind of like, unfortunately, like a lot of people do suffer from mental health issues mm. and like, you know, there's a reason why somebody ends up on the street. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they're, they aged out of the foster system. They, yeah. They're not like, I can't wait to live on the street. Exactly. Yeah. But in New York, it's more normalized because like you see everybody line up and go to the mission and you right. see like, it, it like kind of opens your eyes up to like life a little bit more. Whereas like here in LA. Well, it's a little more, or oh, not even a little more. It's it's more, I as I remember it, it was a long time ago I lived in New York, but I still visit it seems like it's more organized there. It how is, they take care of the and homeless. And it's more visible. Right? Yeah. Like, it's more visible, whereas, like, here it's, like, out of sight, out of mind. Like, let's just bulldoze these tents because we can't right. have them set up here. It's like, have you thought about where these people are going to go? Right. Or, like, what is the long-term solution here, you right. know? Like, we and s- who knows what it is? I don't know. It's like, we so saw bad. it with the election. It was, like, we had all these, like, people promising certain things. But, like, if you looked at their plans, like, none of those – plans economically made sense made sense you know mm-hmm. like it just doesn't add up so it's tricky but no. i do think that frankie will have a different like i'm hoping like compassionate point of view going right. up in a city where you can see and just be like a little everything. la bitch yeah <laughs> Wait, she said it? it not me I, oh there's better shelter i wanted you to talk a little bit there's better about shelter that. structure and then this feed the streets yes and have that here feed too the streets. so feed the streets we're an organization that started in la and we're in new york as well we operate in both um <laughs> both cities where there are large population of unhoused community <laughs> and it's really one of my favorite organizations because what it of the work great. it does is like they truly as literal as the name feed the streets and you know a lot of unhoused people don't have the luxury of going to the mission or going to get food because you you can't leave your space, right? Your space is everything. Like all your possessions are in there. You can't That's leave really your tent point. to go never, get food. People don't yeah, think about it. No. Everything could get stolen. or Exactly. Someone takes your tent. Someone takes mm-hmm. your spot. Someone takes your stuff. Your Come, ID. People pack everything. all your shit mm-hmm. up. So I love that they do the work in, in which they go out and like actually hand food out because okay. – you know, like, yes, it's easy to be like, oh, they could go there if they wanted. It's like, well, how are they going to get there? Well, some people may be handicapped. Exactly. Or, you There's, know, not meant like mentally know, oh, I need to eat now. You know, yeah, and there. it's not feasible for a lot of people. So right. that's, I think, one of the like many, many reasons it's a terrific when, and organization. And when did that start? When did that organization start? So I joined in COVID. Okay. When I moved to LA. And, okay. But it's been around for it's a while. Around. Okay. And there's just an awesome group of people who like all like have really big hearts and want to help. And when you start doing nonprofit work, you realize, especially in that space, it's never enough. No. That there's like never enough food. There's never enough money. There's never enough volunteers. It's just never enough. Right. And that can be very like damaging to your mental psyche too because you just – You want to do something. You feel like where is it going to end? Where do you start? Where does it end? And like – just do what you can, that's just, right? And that's the thing. And you have to just do what you are capable of. Mm-hmm. And, like, even with Feed the Streets, like, I took more of a back seat in terms of, like, when I first started with the organization, I would go every Sunday. I'd be at Skid Row every Sunday. Right. I knew everybody on the block. I'd and that is, my- for any, sorry to interrupt you, but yeah. for anyone listening, like, that is 
not easy to stomach. Like when I used to have a clothing line, I used to go to Skid Row every day and it was rough. But now it's like, there'll literally be a naked woman in the street. Yeah. Like I, just bleed. I mean, it's it's horrifying. I brought a friend once to volunteer. It's, and it's really so sad. It's sad. And I was like chatting to someone and the person left and he goes, you know that guy had a machete, right? And I just didn't even see. Like right, I'm like kind right, of like, right. I was like so, so normal. It was so normalized like, I'm for from me. Australia. Yeah. Yeah. I'm from down under. You're um, like, he's a sandwich, love. <laughs> really? <laughs> and they're like. Um, <laughs> but I just, you know, I was, it was so normalized for me. And then when right. I became pregnant now with Frankie. Of course. I've taken more. And I always helped with brand partnerships and donations and fundraising. Right. And so now that's been my focus because, you know, when I was pregnant, I wasn't going down. And. All right. the time. It would be dangerous. It would be, yeah. And, you know, I had to consider something else. And then even now it's like in terms of getting sick and stuff like that. No, we're it's, still in. By the way, it's dangerous for, and I do it for a shoot. And it was, again, it was like some naked man right outside. Or so It's just, and it's everywhere now. The LA is, I see why you're leaving. No, <laughs> no but it's tough because. It is. Yeah, it is tough. And no one wants to take care of these people. And mm-hmm. they just it's keep scary. hoping that like brushing it under the rug will fix things and it won't and like at the end of the day we need to all take responsibility and figure out like what that looks like and how we can all individually help and then how like we can all support organizations that help it's it is hard because it's such a bigger issue where all the mental like the state mental health funding i mean this even started happening when reagan was president went away and so it's like slowly 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 all these hospitals and institutions have been shut down and then that they have nowhere to go. And then you take drugs or addiction and then fam- and then the pandemic. And now it's just yeah. at a high of people on the street. And unfortunately, most Americans are one paycheck away from being unhoused. Like the majority really? of America wow. lives that way. Like food scarcity is common. Like we saw this happen in the pandemic right. when like a lot of kids couldn't get lunch. Couldn't get lunch yeah. because of, they couldn't go to school. And right. it's like, you know, like. That's while, they got lunch. Yeah. While we're not like necessarily in that position the majority of the country lives right. that, like that so i think to lack compassion because and, empathy and empathy and it's it's so easy to be like oh it's like a hindrance to us mm-hmm. but so there's something I mean, there we all some, have to it's like a social responsibility for being here i think and we yeah all have so much more than we need like and that's, that's true i always and i know you're a big i've always been a vintage clothing shopper mm-hmm. and no but it's tough too especially tough. like when you you know are have an online presence and people want to gift you and like i think people think i'm rude i'm like i'm good and yeah they're like oh we need your address i'm like what is this for because like i don't want more stuff like no i don't want to contribute to the problem i don't think that's rude i yeah i think there's like we made some t-shirts for the podcast and some people were like, honestly, I get so much. Like, I want you to give it to someone else. Or, yeah. or then I was like, you know what? We also have a tote bag. You rush. They're like, send me that. I yeah. don't think that's rude. It's also, what are you sending someone? And I exactly. even tried to be responsible. I'm like, oh, no, this is recycled paper and a pencil. And, you know, it's not like a bunch of plastic with makeup. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> I think also we're just in this like like no one's considerate like the right. amount of like alcohol I got when I was pregnant I'm like all you'd have to do is just click on my page to be like oh she can't even consume this right now you mean now. they would just send it like as a gift yeah like <laughs> and I'm like okay like what am I supposed to do with this maybe but they thought your husband wanted to drink he's sober oh okay well then that's uh yeah so it, it's so funny we'd like get patches and be like oh yeah. first world problems but you're like you're yeah. like all right well I wanted to know what about creating music is so satisfying for you. Oh, that's a nice you question. You know, like creating a, yeah. yeah. I love music, but I'm not a 
I don't know like what's the new hot music. So I always like hearing like, okay, why is that so satisfying? Well, I love making music and Mm -hmm. I also love finding music. Okay. And well, music is like the universal language, right? It transcends any kind of like cultural barriers. It transcends like any emotional barriers. We can all connect to music. Mm -hmm. And that's something, especially like traveling too. Like you'll be in a city and – you might not be able to communicate with the person you want to, with the crowd the way you want to, but you can play a song and everybody just is like in that zone. Yeah. And that's the one thing I really love about it. It's just like this number one language that we all are so lucky to be a part of. Yeah. And now even like seeing it as like a new parent, like playing like oh, a song for my daughter fun. and like watching her listen to it for the mm-hmm. first time or like watching her smile for the first time and it's like because we're making sounds around her yeah like, it's that's so fun. cool you know and I just think we're lucky to get to be a part of it yeah yeah I've always been like hmm, that must be cool to see also like a crowd reacting to what you're playing yeah and like we made like we have this one playlist called songs for Frankie and oh. a lot of like people have subscribed to it and and like was always like DM me being like, hey, we like all like my baby and I like always dance around to like songs for Frankie or like oh, we love cute. the Will You Update the playlist. I'm like, that's really cute too because like music like it evolves with you, right. right? So like I have so many, a million mixes, a million playlists people listen to and then as you go through like new journeys in your life, it it all changes, right? And it's like maybe like a mix of like sentimental songs but also new songs I'm listening to and hearing in a different way as a parent for the first time and like your perspective changes. And right. so it's cool because like it's like your forever friend. Yeah, that's – I know. I love – I have my playlist. I love – well, that is one good thing about like I love listening to music in the car. I will say I will miss that. Oh, you will. Oh, you will, <laughs> bitch. And I used my favorite thing when I was – it would be lighting a cigarette – Listening to music hard drive, but I I quit smoking during you the did. pandemic. Yeah, oh, proud of you. Are you? I love to smoke. I loved smoking, by the way. I, I still smoke, and I'm like, oh, people are like, oh, after I quit, I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm going to France on Sunday, so I'm excited oh, yeah, to be like, no, yeah. Oh, you're going to France on Sunday? Yes, and you're going to Italy. Italy. Yeah, I was actually thinking about this. I'm like, how will I be in Europe and not have a cigarette? Wrong. I will have one. <laughs> <laughs> I know that doesn't count. There. No, I don't think so. All right, these are rapid five, like. BBHBU questions. Are you ready? Okay, yeah. What do you do for a mental break? It used to be surf. Hasn't happened in a while. Okay. Yeah, because I couldn't lay on my front and then oh, recovering and okay. then, yeah. But so you like being in the water? Being in the water. Yeah, that's a good one. When is the last time you cried? Yesterday. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear some people are like this. They're like, oh. And I'm like, what? Yeah, I'm like, no, this morning? Yeah. Yesterday, like, yeah. And what was it about, if you want to share? Oh, well, actually, I cried this morning and okay. last night. Okay. That's... Well, this morning, okay, so I told you I go to this workout class. Yes. And sometimes – Core. Core, core power. Core power. <laughs> and I've talked shout-out. about this on the pod before. They don't sponsor me, by the way. I pay for all their classes full price. Hello. But sometimes, like, the endorphins take over and I'll, like, cry, like, little tears of joy. Like, I know that sounds crazy. No, but, but that's great. It's, like, a dark room. And it's a, an emotional journey for me, too, because, like, I am in such a different body to I, what I was pre-pregnancy. And so when I – You I, look so small. No, but it's not, it's not even about size. It's, like, mentally, mentally, too. Like, when I feel like I push through and I'm not as strong as I used to be. I, don't I get like to, that after a great ride. Like, yeah. I cry. Yeah. Yeah, I, like, will cry. Being like, oh, like, it feels like a milestone, you mm-hmm. know? And and 
we only just got help. So I've only just been able to like yeah. step away in the mornings to go work out. It's such a luxury. Yeah, and like, really I like... appreciate it so much. Like it, the mental like clarity mm-hmm. it brings me. So like I, I sometimes cry in those classes. Yeah. All right. All right, girl. Yeah. What are you currently reading or, or listening to? I was, Cause I was going to ask you when you were talking about music, I was like, oh, I want to ask her like what her favorite music is. So it could be reading or music. Yeah. I mean, I am reading this is, very cliche but I am reading <laughs> the Rick, new Rick Rubin book why uh, is that cliche I don't know because I feel like it came out and everybody started posting the oh, cover you and like reading like the LA book yeah the LA the, guy while you're leaving like, LA no but that's I, so I funny. always read like a bunch of things at once yeah. like there are a lot of books I like like to go back to and like I'm like a non-fiction person but I'm also a fiction person so yeah like, I love a non-fiction book or a book like about someone's like life or you know, some sort of therapy or something they developed, you know? What, totally. what are you reading? I'm reading The Way of Integrity by Martha Beck. Because she's coming on the podcast in July. And it's oh actually a really cool. That's awesome. It's a really cool book. Like, yeah. I'm, it's one of those books where I'm like, oh, my God, I can't wait to, you know, get back to it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And also, I'm sure it's applicable in different ways in different times. Totally. And it makes you think about, like, she talks about how when we're depressed or sad, it's because we're out of in, our integrity. Mm-hmm. And what you want to do every day is like get back to that, whatever that is Ooh, to you. Oh, I need to read this. And I feel like that yeah. when I'm riding. Yeah. Because you, you learn so much about yourself and about being around an animal and a horse and it brings your integrity out. No, it's a pretty, I literally like started crying like the first really? few pages. Oh, I have yeah. to read it. Maybe no, it's I'll, great. I wish I could, hopefully I can get it up. Like, you probably could. Yeah, I'm sure you can get it. You know, it's on. Okay. It's really good. What is the best and worst advice you've been given? Okay, worst advice. I think biggest misconception is okay. sleeping your way to the top. People think you slept your way. Not me personally. I but, wish I've been waiting to sleep. My but way I to think the top. like advice in the industry. I feel like it's really funny when people see a woman does well and they're like, "Oh, she like fucks someone." It's like actually in the music industry, which is incredibly misogynist, the worst yeah. thing you can do is fuck somebody. But you, you won't work with anyone if you, you know fuck what? someone in the music industry. I think that's a good point Maybe to make. Maybe in Hollywood it's different. No, but, but it's not. These are not the days even when I was I would have fucked my way to the top. I was, was ready. You guys, I was ready too and and it wasn't happening. No. I'm telling you, I think those days are long gone. They yeah. were like in the 90s or something. I don't know about the music industry, yeah. but I think they were long gone. Like it was like the Harvey Weinstein and then, you know what I mean? And that was like I, the I 90s, def- like late 90s, definitely, early 2000s. I, I still think there's like an imbalance of power. For sure. And like a lot of fucked up things that happen. But I think the misconception that women who are doing well, like had a door open for some reason. Right. Because they did, like, I think that's like a really big misconception. Yeah. And like, I would be surprised, like friends of mine would be like, oh yeah, but she fucked that guy. I'm like, honestly, that would hurt her more than help her. That's so funny. And yeah. this was about music? They would say that? Music is, well, like, you know, a- entertainment industry. Like, okay. oh, like she's yeah. here because she did this. And it's right. like, if you're in the industry, you know that that doesn't help you actually. Yeah. It hurts you. Yeah. And then, the best advice that I've been giving myself mm-hmm. is comparison being a thief of joy. It's like such a like commonly tossed around like saying, but I like no, but I think I use it to stay thing. grounded. Yeah, and I think with our phones and the way that we live social right now, media. and social media, and everyone's doing this. Everyone has a podcast, and everyone's a DJ, yeah. and everyone's a writer. Like yeah. you know, and it's so easy. Everyone's a mom. It's so easy to be like, why am I not this? Why am I not that? Why did I get that job? And why right. did I book the project? I need to be you an know? astronaut. Yeah, you know. And I'm really trying to like ground myself and like you know, and that's the advice I give to myself right now. And that's Especially, hard, in this day and age. like right now. Yeah. 
It's, Why? Why did you make that face? Uh, I like especially right now because it's easy for me to be like, oh, no one wants me because like I'm a mom and I'm washed up and I'm this and I live in LA and I'm that and I'm not like you, you know Girl. like when you go no well no, when you no. go a lot of washed up people it's not you no but you know when you go through changes right and, and you're just comparing yeah, yeah you're in like, that mode when you're in a new parent you're like oh I can't go to this because I have to be the baby and you right, know but right. also I'm like. That's such a whack. I was gonna say that's such a (laughs) whack way to think because I'm like the joy I'm talking about is like newborn baby joy. It's the best joy in the world. You're never gonna get that back. There'll be other events. No, but but I'm. But that's the thing. I don't even want to be at those events. But you still have that thought. I still have that thought. It's like that feeling of wanting to be invited somewhere, but not wanting. But that I want to go, but I want to be invited. That's very me. I'm like, oh, I'm not going, but I want to be invited. Yeah, it's like. There's actually nothing more that I want to do than hang out with Frankie. So I have to sometimes remind myself, I'm like, you're comparing like what you think success or happiness is for another person when like you get to define what that is. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And it's funny because then sometimes you get to those parties. I'm like, wow, this is not, this is not it. Yeah. Like, (laughs) like they're not it. This isn't it. I want to leave here. It's not what you thought. Yeah. For sure. 99% of the things in this industry. I think so. Or like <laughs> big letdowns. I remember when we met, we met at a party and yeah. won't specifically say which one. <laughs> and you and I both were like, oh my God, can't wait to leave. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I'm leaving now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What Instagram account do you find uplifting, if any? Oh, this is trash. Oh, why? <laughs> Foo's, Fool's gone wild. What is, what? Oh, does Jordan, wait, what is it? <laughs> See, you what know. is it? It's like dumb shit. It's just, I like it? to laugh. I no, like to I laugh. Just, I like your post when you have like nine different things. Oh like, yeah, I my just, meme drops. I like but internet I Tumblr humor. Yeah, me too. It's just pretty much people doing like stupid being stuff. clowns. People doing stupid stuff. What's it called? It's a full scone wild. Well, I'll put it in the description. We can like barely say it. And now our video, I was laughing. I need to watch. Because <laughs> it's like 12-year-old boy humor. And I know everyone wants. like setting off fireworks? Just like dumb shit like that. Okay. But I wish it could be like something like namaste uplifting <laughs> or like, you know, like elevated. But New it's moms. not. But it's yeah. not. I'm, yeah. Because sometimes, oh, the other non-Instagram account, but I really have gotten into Reddit lately. Oh, yeah. Reddit is fun. Reddit. And crazy. I, I'm on it every day now. I could see that. Yeah. A lot of crazy. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of crazy information that is not probably helpful at all, but I want to no, read it. No, no, but I want to read it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, all the, like, I've joined all the groups, like, dank memes and dumb shit, funny what shit. What is a dank meme? Funny or die. It's just, <laughs> if you have a very low IQ. <laughs> no, no. It's just, like, I like, it's toilet humor. Yeah. Yeah. Because I also think, like, we have to be on so much. And, like, I want, want like, mindless, you know? Yeah, I want to laugh. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. Thank you to Amri for joining me. Yeah. Where can our listeners find you? You can find me at It's Amri on everything. Okay. Yeah, you can sign in my DMs. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm a fan of the show. DMs? Yeah. I love, I'm a chatter. Oh. I'm a chatter. And I'm a chatter and that's. How unhinged was born was I I would just chat to people and submit dating Q and A's and answer them for hours during the pandemic. I love That's chatting. So, do you miss dating? No. Okay. I don't miss dating in, no. at, at all. And on that note, thanks for having me. Thanks for being a wonderful co-host. Thank you for having me. That's all, folks. And be sure to subscribe, comment, and give five stars. Ben Better HBU. 
Thank you for tuning in to Ben Better. How about you? To learn more, please visit benbetterhbu.com and check out our Instagram, bbhbu. Slide into our DMs with your questions and or comments. Also, be sure to subscribe for your weekly prescription. This pharmacy is open 24-7.